traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. I'm so excited that we have Bob and Ryan Payne. You you all know him, them both. They've had a fabulous show on this uh, station for many years. They are two of the top stock and financial analysts in the United States of America, certainly in the Northeast. And so, gentlemen, it is a privilege to have you. We're going to have you every week so you can tell us what the hell is going on in the markets, <laughs> what to invest in. And, uh, you know, uh, Ryan, you and I have been on Fox Business News and, and CNBC and all these stations uh, so many times. It's great to be with you on this show. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I think the ratings always go up when you and I are on, on TV together. And I'm glad we didn't change the name of the show to, uh, you know, More Pain. I think that would be the wrong, <laughs> wrong message. Well, we should. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers. More pleasure. But, um, okay, so guys, look, um, this – I can't figure out this market. I really can't. It is such a roller coaster. And, you know, I just I, – I pulled a lot of my money out of the market about six months ago. That probably wasn't a very smart thing to do because the market <laughs> keeps going up and up and up. But give us your guys' assessment of where we are now. What should people be investing in? What do you like? What don't you like? Because I'm confused. All right, I'll jump in first. Um, yeah, so basically, look, I mean, what we see right now, and Bob and I, you know, we've been on our No Pain, No Game radio show now for a couple of years. And one thing we've talked a lot about is you're not going to get a dip here, Steve. You know, you talked about the government just creating trillions and trillions of dollars. Well, you know, one of the, I guess you would say, side effects of that is the consumer right now, and this probably is not talked about a lot, is actually yep. in pretty good shape. You know, if you yep. look at it, you get $2 trillion more in American households right now, and they've got to do something with that money. And you hit the nail on the head. Look, the biggest problem right now is inflation. And if you're sitting in cash earning nothing and inflation's 4 or 5%, you're getting a negative 4 or 5% return on your money. So Bob and I, the way we've looked at things, uh, Bob, you know, please chime in here, is just that you know, every dip here is going to be bought because everybody needs a return on their money. You're not going to get it sitting in cash. Yeah, I mean, basically we have a, an economy that in spite of you know, all the uncertainties being created what's in, in Washington, that you know, we just had 90% of the companies reported earnings last quarter exceeded expectations, both on the top and bottom line. So what's, what's happening now is that the consumer's pretty is flush and they did a lot more spending, you know, during the COVID shutdown than anybody anticipated. Um, you know, what drives me crazy is that, you know, we talk week after week about the headlines and the news and on the yeah. on TV stations, but you know, you had the, the secretary, uh, treasury secretary this week, Janet Yellen telling us that the government's going to default on their obligations. We don't raise the debt ceiling. I mean, Steve, what have you ever seen the, the, the government not raise the debt ceiling? So I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, I want your guys' professional advice. I, I mean, I can give political advice, which is I think it's just a uh, a scare tactic. But uh, do, do the markets believe this that there's a because what they've done, just so people know, is they've kind of kicked the can down the road till I think sometime in December or January when they're going to have to raise the really raise the debt ceiling by multi trillions of dollars. So they gave themselves a little reprieve, uh, but it doesn't solve the problem. Uh, and by the way, the problem is the debt, not the debt ceiling. But um, I, it, 
How how worried are investors about the debt ceiling? I'd say they're not. I mean, look at the price action this past right. week, right? I mean, the market's been telling you, ignore that noise, right? That's not really the data you need to be looking at. And the one thing we look at when we talk about the markets specifically is you have to remember the market's forward-looking. Um, and you know, think about last year when we had the pandemic, we had the, the you know basically the market at bottom in March. And the reason the market started to recover before the economy is because once we had the CARES Act and we knew that trillions of dollars – we're going to be sprinkled upon the economy. Well, the market started to price that in. And to your point, scare tactics, the market's smart enough to know that it is scare tactics. And you know, the, re- the reality of it is, again, you know, maybe it's not popular to say this, but the economy is going to boom. Whether you like it or not, there's just too much cash out there. There's money to spend. Uh, like to point Bob's point here, profits are going through the roof. The market's telling you that's where things are going right now. You know, Steve, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to our debt, yeah. The United States does not default, all right? We've never right. had. Exactly. exactly. Right. I mean, when you talk about uh, countries defaulting, you think about Venezuela, Argentina, you know, Russia. We had Russia default on their bonds, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And when it comes to the U.S., it's never going to happen. So the, the market, you know, it may cause some short-term volatility because emotion, when it comes to investing, it's emotional, all right? We make, sometimes we make knee-jerk reactions, which is why we talk week after week about financial propaganda, it is noise, as Ryan says. It does make people make emotional responses, but it's always short-lived. And again, all they did was kick the can down the road. Now we got December third is when we're going to, you know, go through this whole process again. Yeah. Uh, you know, sit by, get your popcorn. We'll have to see what they come up with this time. So I couldn't agree with you guys more. I mean, why else would people still continue to buy U.S. Treasury bills? At, you know, at the ten-year at one point five percent if they were worried that uh, that the, the bonds were going to be defaulted on. It's just a scare tactic we've seen for 20 years now, and uh, I'm surprised that the media bought into it. But what else? I mean, our buddy Larry Kudlow was saying earlier today that because of this threat that the IRS is going to be able to, I don't know if you, how closely you gentlemen have been monitoring this, but they, they have a proposal for every financial transaction with a bank of over $600, that has to be reported to the IRS, which I don't know about you guys. I think that's freaking crazy. But Insane. Uh, how dangerous is that? I mean, it's completely dangerous, and I just can't envision the government. Uh, look, we don't know government confidence is not like you know the, the greatest thing ever. Right. How are they going to be able right. to monitor <laughs> $600 transactions? Like in what world is that even yeah. possible? By the way, yeah, Ryan, how, there must be – I can imagine hundreds of billions of transactions, maybe trillions. trillions. I don't know how many. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is make a trip to Costco. Um, and, you, know, you, have, <laughs> exactly. you have a $600 charge. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's mortgage is $600. Or, you yeah. know, most people, uh, you know, that when they make a ma- any kind of major purchase, uh, any appliance or something like that, you buy a couch, you got to report that to the IRS. Uh, so, but Larry is making the point that, you know, the beneficiaries of these kinds of policies are going to be cryptos. And I wonder what you all think. Well, we're not big fans of crypto, Steve. We can okay. Tell you that much. Why not? But something that's not backed by anything, which yeah. could, you know, hey, look, it could be the next great thing. It could be, you know, I remember back in the late 90s when we had all these dot-com stocks coming public, and it was always the next great thing, only they didn't have any earnings, yeah. they didn't have any revenue. Um, but you have an investment that can go up yeah. or down 50 to 80% in any yeah. one year. And it's backed by nothing. So I think at the yeah. end of the day, you could end up with exactly that, nothing. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I've been a skeptic of, of uh, you know, the cryptos. I mean, look, I'm, I'm in favor of them in the sense that I like the idea of a competitive currency with 
the government currencies and the government central banks. I like that. And I think competition is always a good thing. But, you know, I don't invest in things I don't understand. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Say, say, yeah. say what you will about, uh, you know, about treasury bills or holding on to dollars uh, or even gold. At least you've got an asset there. I mean, with the, with the dollar dollars and, and, and the, the uh, treasury bills, you've got the full faith and credit of the U.S. government behind yeah. it. Yeah. You, you make a great point. What stands behind crypto? Yeah, well, Steve, other- you're in you're in really good company. I can tell you that uh, you know I've been managing money for 48 years, and wow. over the last couple of years, I'm telling you, every single client that I have has called me up and said, "Bob, tell me about crypto. Should I put some money in crypto?" And I said, "All right, here's the deal: if you yeah. can explain to me how it works <laughs> and where it's going, I will yeah. put the trade in." Now we're 48 years; I haven't put one trade in yet. Right. Well, the other so thing Ryan, is, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Brian. What, do you agree with that? Because I mean, I. I, I'm skeptical, but yet, you know, over the last 10 years, the number one performing asset has been Bitcoin. So um, I, I would think that to have some crypto might make sense. What do you think? Well, I think if you go to the if you go to Atlantic City, they actually give you free drinks when you gamble. So I actually prefer that. You know, I, I, there's no Coinbase does not offer uh, you know free cocktails yet, but if they do. Steve will talk. But the other the other you know component to that is the argument it's a digital gold. Well, two parts about that, because, you know, Bitcoin, it's limited. It's artificial scarcity. It's not real. You can make as yeah. many Bitcoins as you want, right. but there's only so much gold in the world and other commodities that are obviously much more valuable, like oil. We're talking about oil right now. I'd rather own something that the economy yeah. actually runs on. And the other point to make about that, too, is if you look at gold historically, it's a horrible investment. <laughs> it's, if you look at it over the last 100 years, gold barely keeps up with inflation. So wow. the argument that it's a new inflation hedge is just you know complete BS because I you know personally so you, don't, you don't like you don't you don't advise people to hold any gold or we own commodities in our portfolios but it's a basket uh-huh. of commodities and look gold has done nothing here right we have right. tremendous inflationary pressure what's gold doing nothing um, and so history what, tells what, you that what do you think is the best uh, because I do think it, uh, inflation is going to go up I'm looking what's happening yeah. in Europe right now with the energy markets and and you guys know that. You're seeing big, big increases in energy prices. And when energy prices rise, everything rises with it. Um, what's the best way, if I'm right, that we're looking at maybe 5 or $6 a gallon gasoline um, and, and, and every other price, you know, continue? I'm not, I'm not predicting 70-style inflation, but I think we could see, you know, 6 or 7% inflation. What, how do we protect ourselves from that? The only way to protect yourself from inflation is to have an inflation hedge in your portfolio. And right. you know, the number one inflation hedge in history has been the stock market, believe it or not, because really? companies can't, you know, they can raise their revenue, right? right? They can do more yeah. business. They raise their dividends. I mean, there are, there are companies in this country that uh, have raised their dividend for 60 years, consecutive years have raised their dividend. Uh, wow. That's your number one hedge against inflation. But the other way to hedge against inflation is to own individual bonds that come due because when inflation goes up, interest rates go up. And so another, thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go Steve. ahead. Your and then the other thing is commodities. Um, you know, like right. Ryan mentioned, our, our basket of commodities is up over thirty percent this year because yeah, yeah. that's a hedge against inflation. It's a they benefit from inflation. Great minds think alike. I, I like commodities as well. By the way, I'm talking to Bob and Ryan Payne, two of the best in the business. They co-host this show with me uh, every Saturday now going forward at 1 p.m. By the way, guys, how do people get in touch with you? Because you give such great investment advice. How, yeah. how do people get your 
get in touch. Well, what we offer is, and we'll do this just like we did with our show before, is is every yeah. weekend, if you call or text right now at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692, we will put together a full holistic retirement plan for you with wow. no obligation or cost if you have over $750,000 saved for retirement. There's no other firm, other financial services firm in the country that does this kind of work up front. We literally take all your holdings. We build your own personalized financial portal. We give you a bird's eye view of everything you have. We go in and we do an in-depth analysis. We look at your income plan. Again, with inflation, inflation's real. Um, you know, how are you going to account for inflation and retirement? I mean, literally your cost is going to double over the next right. 20 years. You got to account for that. We put together a full plan for that. We do a deep dive of your investments. We show you where if we were to have a big sell-off or correction in the stock market tomorrow, how to protect yourself. If you're sitting in cash right now earning nothing, which a lot of you are, we show you, we put together a full investment plan so you can grow, protect your money, do a deep dive of every investment you own, show where the fees are, and show you how to optimize for taxes. Because our view here is wow. taxes are going higher, Steve. I don't know what you think, but I'm yeah. pretty confident yeah. Uh, this Biden administration is yeah. raising taxes on everybody, so there's a lot of proactive strategies you can use. So, again, if you're right. one of the next 10 callers, we do 10 at 844-752-6692. That's 844. Wait, eight, hold on. Eight, say, okay. I'm writing this down. 844-752-6692. Steve might six, be our next six, caller. 6690? Six, 6692. Six, nine, nine, That's correct. Okay, so 844-752-6692 is the way to get a hold of these two, the best in the business. Uh, Bob, how long have you been in the business again? 48 years, Steve. <laughs> Got the gray hair and the, and the scar tissue in my stomach lining. You're proving. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, you guys are an incredible team. Okay, so what what are you investing in? Uh, what, do you, what is your top, uh, you know, given the political scene we're in right now, because you guys know I'm very nervous about things. I just don't think Biden's going, and you're right. Ryan, about the taxes. Uh, yeah, I'm fighting these taxes, but the taxes probably will go up. I'm hoping we can minimize the damage. What, by the way, do you have you got a prediction about what's going to happen with the tax rates? Well, we think right now we're going to see most likely we're, they're going to take the, the marginal rates back to uh, pre-President Trump. Uh, so really? I think we'll end up. Yeah, I do. I think they're going to get the marginal rate up to about mean, where it was. Yeah, you, uh, sorry, you mean the... Uh, the individual tax rate? The individual marginal rate, yeah. yeah I think the top marginal rate will go Oh, yeah, that's going to probably go, go up to like 42 or something like that, right? Yeah, and, and I think that, uh, you know, they're going to raise the corporate income tax. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably see a capital gains tax increase of about 5%. Yeah. And, you know, based on what we've been hearing, um, you know, perhaps a corporate income tax uh, will stop at that red line that uh, Senator Manchin gave us at 25%, we hope. Uh, but yeah, I, think I don't think it's going to be as dire as they're, they're saying, Steve. Yeah, I think you're probably right. 25% corporate rate. Uh, by the way, I, I want people to know I'm totally against this. I think, you know, as an architect of the Trump tax plan, we were just sucking in capital. I don't understand the logic of it. It seems to me, folks, it, it's a uh, gentlemen, it, it seems to be more redistribution than growth policy. Um, so given that these rates are going to go up, yeah, how do we how do we cushion ourselves from the from the blow? Well, I think the important thing here is what Bob just said is it's going to be it looks like it's going to be less of a blow than we expected. And that's yeah, what the right. market cares about. Right. That's a yeah. surprise in the right. positive because we knew something's coming down the pipeline. And I think the important thing here is two things. Number one, you don't want to sit in cash. An inflationary environment is not conducive to earning nothing on your money. Right, right. It's like the most blaring mistake you can make. And we look at about Good 50 point. portfolios 
every single month. We probably review more portfolios than anybody in the country. Right. And I can tell you, you're sitting with way too much cash right now, earning nothing. I, and, you know what, Ryan? I am guilty of what you're talking about. I've got too much Steve, cash. Steve, be our next and, caller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's a big problem because, you know, I was worried about the stock market. I like what you guys are saying about commodities. Uh, commodities are one of the lead indicators where inflation is headed. And by the way, 100%. commodities are up 50%. Just since mm-hmm. uh, Biden was elected, you know, if you look at, uh, at the CRB index of commodity prices. So if you've been investing in commodities, that's what you've been in advising your clients. Yeah, we have a lot of inflation hedges in our portfolio really currently. Um, and the other the other place we see a big mistake is having an over capitalization or, or waiting to what we call growth stocks, you know, having big tech. Mm-hmm. All the winners of the last decade. Um, we saw this already La- You know, earlier this year when the 10 year treasury up to one point seven percent. All of your hot tech stocks sold off. Anything that was growth related, uh, and you talked about bonds, tons of money going into bond funds. Well, bond funds go down dramatically when interest rates go up, and we're seeing that right now. The 10 years had a huge move that's probably going to continue. So you have to be careful with those long-duration assets. You have to diversify out of that and have money and exposure to other places. What do you guys think about – it's this inflation that we're seeing. It it appears to be spreading around the world. so what do you think about, you know, other markets to be investing in, you know, internationally? Well, we always believe that uh, you want to diversify the portfolio across the globe. See, but I think we're all we all want to have a domestic focus in our portfolio. We feel more comfortable having more of right. our assets in the U.S. Yeah. than anywhere else. But there yeah. are great companies around the world. And there's always a, it's, it's a way of diversification. When you think of of the publicly traded companies around the globe, there's 10,000 individual stocks that we can all invest in. Um, So if you just limit yourself to the S&P 500, perhaps 9,500 other companies may do as well or better. (laughs) And you want to make sure that you have that in your portfolio. So we believe in, you know, we want to have a diversified portfolio across all these different asset classes, not just here, but also around the globe. And so, um, are you worried about you know, what is your do you do forecasts? I mean, what do you think inflation? Where is that headed? Well, we're already higher than than what the Fed was expect. You know, the expectation. <laughs> That's the transitory. Yeah, yeah. 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 transitory. Sure, yeah, transitory. We believe transitory is out the out sure. the uh, window now. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the PCE right. came in a lot higher than they anticipated. But yeah, I think you know that that some of it is transitory in that you know some of the supply chain disruptions yeah. will be resolved. I mean, if you're if you're manufacturing, if you have stuff right now, right, you can sell it at any price you want. You got a truck you want to sell, you know, you can name your price, right? You can sell any stuff at a higher level than, um, you know, anybody else because you have it. Uh, but, you know, meanwhile, you know, this country's about find a need and fill it. And you've got tremendous entrepreneurs in this country sitting around saying, wait a minute, we can make stuff. Let's make stuff, right? As I, we'll get it out there. So, you know, what's going to happen is these supply chain disruptions will be resolved because that's the new, you know, the ingenuity of the American, um, you know, uh, that's just the way we are as a country. And, and around the world, you're going to see the same thing happen. So that part of, of inflation is transitory. But so, you know what? You um, have wage inflation going yeah. up. That's sticky. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, for sure. We saw that in the, in the job report uh, yesterday. 
Yeah, and that's going to be – I mean, how does it work when you have the JOLTS report coming out? There's like almost 11 million jobs available, but there's only like 9 million people on unemployment. Like that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. That's a supply and demand uh, mismatch is. that is going to haunt us for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, we lost 200,000 uh, workers in terms of 200,000 people on that dropped out of the workforce last month, which is unbelievable given the fact that we're in a recovery. It's crazy. Uh, we got about 45 seconds left. I wanted to ask you, okay, so I've been saying that I'm worried about sometime in the next 18 months, a 10 to 15% correction in the stock market. Um, am I right or am I wrong? I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. I, I only think this because, look, okay. every Wall Street strategist thinks that's going to happen. And there's a good rule uh -huh. of thumb. When Wall Street strategists agree on something, not yep. going to happen. Um, and it goes happen. back to what we just said. The money, the money around the world right now, the world's a Washington money. Every dip's going to be bought. That's kind of been our view, and we've been right about yep. that. The yep. worst thing you can do here is time the market and wait. And I know it feels like you should do that because there's That's a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> but, <laughs> but your biggest yep. risk here is a melt-up. Um, and then yeah. we've been talking yeah. about this. Because I've been doing it, and I've been losing money. So yeah. I think the You're bottom not alone. line here, alone. Yeah, so I think, Ryan, you always say it the, the best at the end of your show. So why don't you just say it right now? <laughs> be bullish. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm going to call you guys Citizens Pain, okay? <laughs> and, uh, thank you so much for being with us. I can't wait to do this every week uh, uh, with uh, Bob and Ryan Payne. Uh, they are the smartest in the business. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2270. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.